and gentlemen, we are back for episode 61 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we have one week until WrestleMania Backlash. It's on Sunday, May 8th. We also have AEW's Double or Nothing coming up at the end of May. And sadly enough, we take, what, one, two weeks off and we come back to report some NXT releases. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we didn't really miss much. No. Over the last few weeks. Like, WWE, is, they're kind of just in that reset post-WrestleMania. Exactly. Uh, they're doing a lot of the same stuff for Backlash. There's some new stuff going on as well. We do, are going to talk a lot about AEW. But, yeah, the, the NXT releases, we just we went full-blown developmental releases, releasing Dakota Kai, which was surprising. Very uh, surprising. Dexter Loomis, which is surprising. Malcolm Bivens, who reports are conflicting. He either got released or he said he wasn't going to resign, and some some way or another, Malcolm Bivens is gone. Exactly. There's a handful of them that are gone. I feel bad for Indy, because I feel like it's like Loomis, her partner was Persia released. Persia Parada gone. Like, everybody that Indy kind of, like, associated with, other than Candace, is released, but Candace is still out on maternity leave. So, like, who even knows when, when and if she'll be back while Indy's still in NXT? She's got to, like, they've got to just move her up. I just feel I like it's just that. it's time, and like you have Austin up there, like she can kind of fall back yes. on. Like you have like your your yeah, come join your bro. brother <laughs> and like and move on. The issue with that is that WWE refuses to acknowledge really like NXT past. Yes, I mean we've had we've talked about Raquel Rodriguez uh, being a name change, and like she's just a completely different character. She's smiley. She's just different. She's too smiley. Uh, you know, Gunter is up here. They do like they were showing highlight clips last week of him as Walter, right? Not and mentioning like, it, NX, but like they NXT kind of UK. mentioned his history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, I would love to bring up Indy and like just have her at the very least have some kind of interaction with Austin as kind of like a fallback because yeah. she it would be very easy for her to get lost in like the mix up of what the Raw's women's roster is. Yeah, Raw or SmackDown women's roster cuz I feel like we're still highlighting just Charlotte and Ronda on the SmackDown side. Yep. We're still for the most part highlighting Becky and Bianca on the women on the Raw side. Zia Lee is now not saving people after saving one person. Right, she just wants to save herself. Uh it's very they're still in that reset like you said like they don't exactly know you can tell that they don't have a plan for a handful of people. And then the other handful, they're just kind of continuing what they started and seeing where that goes. So I'm intrigued. We'll get into WWE later because we do want to talk a little bit about Backlash since it is a week away. And, you know, you love a good pay-per-view. Of course. For some reason, it is not Backlash anymore. It is now WrestleMania Backlash. Same as last year. Exactly. So we're closing. for some reason. We're closing up the Mania feuds for the most part it's sunday may 8th but before that we want to touch base on aw because i feel like we really haven't talked aw in a while because right before our last episode was just mania so we talked a lot about that uh there wasn't much going on in aew but we do have double or nothing coming up on sunday may 29th so we have a lot leading up to that now they're starting a lot or doing a lot of feuds. We have the Owen Hart tournament for both the men and women's side. We have a perfect feud that I'm very excited about uh, for the TNT championship. We ha- 
not the TNT Championship, the say, AEW there's Championship. There's no way you find that interesting. Um, yeah, the AEW Championship. Like we do have some cool things happening in AEW. Wait, let's start with where the Owen Hart Foundation tournament is at. Um, I think the last time we talked about this, it was more of just like a idea that was just coming to fruition, or they might have had like one or two qualifyings. Uh, there's no bracket for this. We are right, still. Not yet. We're still very much in the beginning. Everything is just qualifying matches phase. There hasn't been announced how many people are even really still in this. It seems like it's going to be eight men and eight women. I'd assume once it, so. Once it actually starts, because, I mean, we have Samoa Joe has qualified. He defeated Max Caster. Um, and just, like, shout out Samoa Joe. The guy's Hit killing it. it. Just unbelievable. Absolutely amazing, man. Love Kyle O'Reilly has qualified, defeating Jungle Boy. Adam Cole defeated Tamahiro Ishii. Uh, Dax Harwood defeated Cash Wheeler in an awesome. Let's yeah, let's like not only was this match down, awesome, yeah. it was insane that we had bald versus hair. Like wh- they were going against it. They are a tag team, and they were going against each other, and it was absolutely amazing. The whole match from start to finish. I loved from yeah, just exactly from start to finish, from the entrance, them coming out together. Mm-hmm. Even their promos their the week titles. before when it got announced. It like, was very much like very it's just cool. the respect. We mm-hmm. love Owen Hart. We want to be in this tournament. If we have to fight each other, that's fine. Right. There was some like, I don't know, some hostility, but like it's they're fine. They're fine. They're they're totally fine. They they're still just, the best tag team. Yes. And yeah, Dax Harwood ends up getting the win over Cash Wheeler, and it was just an awesome match. And you don't see tag teams go up against like go up against each other like no. that. No, especially guys that have no interest in singles wrestling. Right, they are a tag team through and through. They, uh, I think Dax mentioned it on Twitter that like this is not us breaking up. No, we will not be doing that. Like this is just us wanting to be a part of the tournament. And this is how we got it presented. And it was awesome. Really cool idea. Uh, Darby Allen defeats Swerve with I a little bit of nonsense. I love this in. match, though. Yeah. I absolutely love this match. We all know I just love Darby Allen with all of my heart and soul. And you could tell, like, I think at one point even the announcer said that, like, these men know each other so well. But you could tell that in just their defense against each other. And even with that little bit of, like... Uh, was this clean? Was this not clean? No, that's like, the thing. It's like it, I didn't. I was worried about this match because you don't want Swerve taking a loss that quick, right? But this was always probably going to be yes. a Derby win. This was this was a, a good way. And then at the end, they had or like later in the night, they had their little backstage promo, and Darby was like, "Listen, if you want to continue the match, like that's not how I wanted it to end. Like if you want to continue this match, we can continue this match." And Swerve was like. No, you got it. Like, you deserve to keep, like, go on, you know? And Swerve's and, got bigger fish to fry. He's right. feuding with Ricky Starks, and Keith Lee is also feuding with Ricky Starks. Right. Uh, so they are together feuding with Team Taz. Uh, you had announced for next week mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish on Dynamite. Another so, thing I'm excited about because I love me some Jeff Hardy. Another undisputed elite mm-hmm. in the running for this tournament, which we are full-blown Z's undisputed elite. Yes. It is Adam Cole, it is Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and the Young Bucks. They've got the shirts, they've got the pose down. Even the it's, Young Bucks put the shirt on, so that was pretty cool. And, like, all I keep thinking of is a couple weeks ago they announced that there will be a New Japan and AEW show called The Forbidden Door. Yes. Huge. Very huge. Huge announcement. Huge, like, the fact they're calling it Forbidden Door is even funnier. Yeah. But Kenny Omega. Yeah. Where are you at? He's been gone a while. We know he had some surgeries. And this is so tailor-made for him. He made his name in Japan. He was the, um, the IWGP world champion. And 
for him to still be gone and we're doing this and like his guys are now a part of something else like adam cole full-blown took over his group yeah i just i it's gonna be interesting when he finally does come back i can't imagine they've run this show without him in some way no he has to be there somehow i hope that it's some sort of surprise though like maybe we don't find out until like if it's you know on sunday and we find out beforehand i hope we don't find out till that friday you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I hope it's either yeah, don't a surprise him. we Absolutely. find out on Sunday or we find out that Friday beforehand. Like, we don't find out weeks beforehand. I don't. I, a surprise would be perfect. I think that's amazing. Um, and then on the women's side of this Owen Hart tournament, we had Tony Storm defeat the Bunny, which, perfect. Love me some Tony Storm. <sighs> I know, you know. I don't care about the bunny. We're, we're both very big bunny fans. No, we're not. One of us <laughs> is. One of us doesn't care. Uh, Jamie Hayter defeated Sky Blue. Sheeta defeated Julia Hart. Who? We're still doing it. We're what are still we, doing this it. This is the it's most. so weird. Like, this is when, like, I get people like long-term storytelling. Yeah, but this, this is, is ridiculous. This is too long. She, at one point, went during the House of Black during one of those matches, she was still sitting there with the eye patch on, not really paying attention to her guys. Like she's part of the House of Black, and there's no doubt but in my like, mind. Just but just pull she's, the damn yeah, trigger. She's not yet. We'll see. Hopefully, that'll happen within the next two weeks. But we've been saying that for two months. Uh, Red Velvet defeated Willow Nightingale and Ruby Soho. So we finally see again. She's back. Look at that. Not just on the dark matches. Defeated Robin Renegade. And Britt Baker defeated Danielle Kamala. And I will say, Tony Storm, JD, Jamie Hayter, and Britt Baker. Beefing. They've been having their little backstage feud. And I, I'm very excited about it. I don't know if these are the only six women that are going to be in this own Heart Foundation. Or if we are no, going to bump it up you to you got to get to. Yeah. At this point. That's why I'm thinking it's going to be eight or eight. Or eight. Eight and eight on each side because you're not you can't do a six person tournament. It's just for brackets to work. You have to have eight to four yeah. to two. And because I know that we do know Tony Storm and Jamie Hader are in the first bracket. That's the only thing that we know about any of the brackets for the Owen Hart Foundation because Tony keeps talking about it, and then she keeps saying, you know, once I beat Jamie, I'm coming after you, Britt, if you win, and she did. So I do think I do think that's the final. Yes. Just how things are laid out right now, mm-hmm. I feel like Britt Baker and Tony Storm is a perfect final, and I think you give it to Tony Storm in All the very about end. It. Yeah. If that just gets her over to the extent that she needs to be, because the women's division in AEW is very strange right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you have Thunder Rosa is your AEW women's champion and gets like three minutes of TV time a week. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why we're not using Thunder Rosa. Jade Cargill is murdering it on Absolutely Rampage. She incredible. got her 30 and 0 win over yeah. Marina Shafir in just like a. I mean, it was just not good. Like, Marina Shafir, I don't know what the plan is with her, but, like, they built it up like she was going to be a challenger, and she got her fucking ass kicked. Yeah. Like, that was not... That made Marina Shafir in no way, shape, or form. And then Jade Cargill has her baddies, which are now just, like, Red Velvet and Kira Hogan that come out with her. It, it's all very it's all very strange. I love the fact that she's 30-0. and 0. I love this little feud. I think I mean, she going, is, or like this little. She this is run. your women's division yeah. for AEW right now. It's Jade Cargill, and I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing when you have so many talented women on that roster, and they keep bringing in more and more. But it looks like we're doing like a Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, like kind of two on two feud. Yeah, that seems like, like it's going to be up next. Yes, and then you know the tournament itself. I mean, of the men that we have so far that have qualified. 
I feel like Adam Cole is like a perfect person to win this. I'm going to – no, my heart just is set with Darby. I mean, it could be really any of them. It really, I feel like, is a wide All open... of the men who won, you could make an argument for winning the whole tournament. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think, I don't necessarily think Dax will win or Kyle O'Reilly, but I feel like it would be cool. I mean, yeah. like, that's the thing, like this, it feels like it's a King of the Ring tournament. Yeah. And it, the King of the Ring tournament, the whole point was like, it really could kind of just be anybody and the person that wins is going to get this major push. Mm-hmm. That's women. That's why I'm thinking it's Tony Storm. I agree with that. Like Tony or, or Ruby, because I feel like Ruby's kind of been a little hidden, but Tony's newer now. Yes, and, like, the men's side, I don't feel like has that person even in it yet. Right. Because, like, of the people, I mean, like you could theoretically get Samoa Joe to win, but, like, does Samoa Joe need to win this no, tournament? No, he's the Ring of Honor champion. Same thing for Adam, well, Ring of Honor TV champion. TV champion, uh, yeah. Adam Cole doesn't need it. Darby really doesn't need it. I mean, you, <laughs> Jeff Hardy definitely doesn't need it if he beats Bobby Fish. But, yeah. It's, but, like, it, would Bobby Fish need it if he beat Jeff Hardy? No, I don't feel like anybody, I don't feel like it's going to be Kyle or Bobby. Like if it's going to be somebody from the undisputed elite, it's it's, it's Adam. Cole. Adam, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it that side feels weird and more in flux. But I feel like the women's side, this is just it's set up so well for just like a Brit Tony face off at the very. Yeah, end. and I think that would be perfect. I'm very excited. The finals for both the men's side and the women's side will be a double or nothing. So we have we got to speed it up. I mean, we have all of May to do this bracket, which is why I'm like, they're going to have to add the the next two people this week. Well, soon. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they have to start be speeding this up a little bit more. Yeah. If they add the, the next two this week put and then start the bracket. Put, oh. ho- put Hook in this damn tournament. He had a fun little uh, segment with Dan Housen this week on AEW. Oh, that changes things for me if we put Hook in there. Like, I did like that interaction between Dan Housen and, and Hook. I feel like like you have Hook being so serious and then Dan Housen's that silly, like, sidecar piece. so funny to me. It, yeah. I feel like that could just be a fun... Uh, thing like add him have him win like if if of all like the people that you could you would want to give a push to hook would be like a perfect yeah, person be to a win good this one. tournament but i don't i don't even feel like they're gonna put him in there no i don't know i mean we'll see they have to have the the last people added this keith week. lee is a possibility i mean but again like i don't know if you necessarily need that but yeah we have a lot to still figure out on that side and then for double or nothing we do know that we're getting officially Adam Page versus CM Punk. Yes, and that's what I was excited for. The AEW the AEW title. These two men are it's going to be awesome. They've been having their mini feuds here and there after one start you know, after there's a match with CM Punk and CM Punk wins and Hangman will come out. I'm very excited about this. I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah, and this past week Adam Page had COVID, so he didn't make the show. It it felt it was it felt like it needed him because mm-hmm. Punk kinda came out and did like a weird outside the ring promo. Yeah. About how he's gonna, you know, he's gonna give it his all. He's gonna fight for his people, and he's gonna, you know, he might not beat Adam Page, but Adam Page is gonna know he was in a fight. I, I mean, I like it. It's a really, it's very. I feel like it's just it's the perfect time for this. I agree with that. It's it's great. I because Hangman needs a real feud right now. Yes, and I think this is it. And. It got CM Punk away from MJF, which I like. We do have the, like, MJF weird Wardlow shit that's happening as well. Which is uh, very cool. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, because Wardlow... I mean, we can talk about it now, because there were... that. That's really it that we have lined up for Double or Nothing right now. Like I said, we still have a whole month. It's uh, not we'll get, until we'll the We'll get 29. Wardlow and MJF in that. So we will end up having Wardlow and MJF in that. There is zero doubt in my mind. This past week on Dynamite, we had Wardlow versus Lance Archer. This is now, like, the second or third match we've had that we haven't really talked about Wardlow because MJF called him a piggy, doesn't want him back at 
at all on Dynamite or Rampage. He's still here. He's still doing things. Now he's escorted in and out in handcuffs for matches. No music. No music. Um, we have MJF and Sean Spears like sitting up in the crowd eating popcorn. Straight peanut gallery nonsense. Yes, they are so like it's it's such a great setup but we had wardlow versus lance archer this week which was just a banger because these are just two big ass men that just like to beat the shit out of each I know. other i'm just i'm a i'm a just sad lance archer fan yeah i like him so much and he just he takes these l's and it's just it's hard to watch but wardlow i feel like could be a future top guy yeah and i i'm intrigued to see what happens because wardlow won that match between him and lance archer and then mjf calls his friend and was like, how do you feel with, like, making some money next week? And then the next promo was MJF saying that Wardlow is going to fight someone who's taller than him, seven foot tall, something that you can't teach. Um, like, is Big Cass coming? It's got to be Big Cass. Like, is Big he, Cass he, he about specifically to be here? said, like, this person is bigger than you, he's faster <laughs> than you, and he's seven feet tall and you can't teach that. And that is... That's Big Cass. That's Big Cass. Like, which it has props to be. To, props to Big Cass. Right. For, like, becoming... I mean, like... His whole career has been interesting, right? Yes. You had like Enzo and Cass were killing it as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Enzo gets into some nonsense, ends up getting released. Big Cass gets pushed and then released for doing stuff he was told not to. He had like some health issues. And then now he's back. He's been on Impact for a while. And like, I mean, I'm down. Yeah, and I have he not looks seen great. him in a while. I feel like we don't watch Impact on like a regular basis, but we do like pop in every now and then and see things. Uh, and his like his name is like W M Morrissey or something like that now. So it's not it's not Kaz XL which he was yeah. trying for a while, which was garbage. Yeah. I don't know what he'll be called on Dynamite, but I'm I'm excited to see it because it's again it's Wardlow versus a giant a dude. giant man. Yeah, and I haven't seen Big Cass wrestle in since he got released from WWE actually. So it'll be exciting to see that. Uh, something that I do want to say about Impact that just popped in my brain is just thank you to the inspiration. Yeah. Because, like... They're going to be gone for a while. They are going to be gone for a minute. They did not say why. They just said... I mean, there's rumors as to why, but they just said that they are taking a leave. They were the women's tag team champs, and they relinquished their titles, and they're stepping away from the ring. So, like... I'm sure we'll find out why exactly. Like, something obviously happened. Yes, of course. Because it was was very sudden. We will find it. It was too sudden, and we will find out why, but that just popped my brain. I'm surprised I didn't write that down earlier. I am just kind of, like, refusing to acknowledge certain things that make me sad. (laughs) Yeah, that's a sad (laughs) one. And that's one of them. So it's probably why I forgot to write that down earlier. But talking about impact made me think of that. Uh, I will miss them, and we will see where they're at. But also, back to Dynamite, we had Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara in another ladder match for the TNT title. And this is hilarious for me because... We talked about this before we started recording, and I said, like, did I fall asleep during this match? Because I don't remember anything from this match. And you're like, no, you were awake watching it. It was just garbage. And then I remember that it, it was just garbage. Here's the thing. Okay, so this is this is my my Sammy Guevara time. Yeah, you always need your little Sammy Guevara. Like every, I feel like every podcast I have to have a, a Sammy Guevara time. I want to like Sammy Guevara. I do like Sammy, and my problem is I'm starting to not. He just does shit that makes me not like him. And right. like And not 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 like him in a way that he's a heel, which they are clearly gearing towards. Like yeah, him and, and Ty he should are, be. We've said this plenty yes, of times. Yes, absolutely. I think he'd be better off that way. But, like, just, I don't know. I just don't believe it, like, anything he says when he talks. Like, it just doesn't seem real to me. I do like that they're going full-blown, like, Edge and Lita with Ty and Sammy. Like, that's great for him. But this ladder match, I love ladder matches. 
love him. The last two ladder matches that Sammy Guevara has been in, I just didn't like. Right. He just, and well, it's because he doesn't sell shit. Well, it's it's that and like you. So he does this like corkscrew moonsault off of like like a 450. Like it was just a nonsense move that he clearly missed. Yeah, he did. And like might have knocked himself out. Like it looked like he hurt himself doing yeah. it. But it was again, it was one of those moves where like why exactly mm-hmm. are you doing it? Because it didn't seem like it was even possible to really hit. Yeah. And, like, he barely even landed, like, on his back. And then the end of this match, which could have been awesome, by the way, had it just been, like, two spots reversed. Yeah. You have Scorpio Sky. And, like, there was Paige Van Zant and Ty Conny intermixed in here. We're obviously doing some kind of, like, mixed tag match there mm-hmm. eventually. But you had Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara at the top of the ladder. Like, and a spot that you see in every ladder match. Of course. And Scorpio Sky gets knocked off. And then he lifts the ladder up. And also, by the way, there's a ladder covered in barbed wire. Yeah. In this match. Which, fine, whatever. whatever. I'm not going to complain there's about that. There's always something random in ladder matches anyway. There's always something weird in, in any match. Um, so Scorpio Sky lifts up the ladder. And Sammy, fa- Sammy falls onto that ladder covered in barbed wire. And then Scorpio Sky climbs to the top of the ladder. That should have been it. Yeah. That should have been it. Instead... Five seconds after he landed on this barbed wire ladder, this man he springboards onto the ladder and like, then gets sir, knocked off. Sir, did you not just fall? Like, he gets onto knocked a ladder. off again, and then that is the one that like knocks him out. It doesn't make any sense. Like, like you said, if those two moves were reversed, yeah, it would have been a great those, end. Fine. It would have been a fantastic ending. But Sammy doesn't sell things, so it, it's very hard. Like. We watch that and we're like, oh, shit. And then Sammy just yeah, cool. jumps up and jumps on top rope and springs over to the ladder. And we're just like, sit down. It, it, sit it, down. It is, just yeah, pretend just, for five seconds that it hurt. It, yeah, it's just, it's weird. Like, it, he has so much talent and, like, yeah. potential to be so special. But, like, there's just things in his matches where you're just like, why? This is the thing that bothers me with Sammy. Because usually when you go on your Sammy rants, I'm sitting here defending him. And I feel like I can't defend him anymore. No, it was, just, it, was a, it was a dumb spot. There was a couple yes. of dumb spots in this match. And Scorpio Sky hit an awesome cutter. Like, props to Sammy for even taking it off the top of the ladder. Yes. Like, Sammy will... And he always does that crazy thing. Like, Sammy will do crazy shit. Yeah, And he's he capable will. of doing crazy shit. That doesn't mean you need to do crazy shit every single time. But Especially as a heel. If you're going to do crazy shit, sell it. Yeah. Sell the crazy shit. The shit that you get and the shit that you give. That's sell the thing. It. Like, we saw him, how bad he was actually hurt when he missed that, like, corkscrew. Yes. Because he was down for a while. Yes. He was gone. He was down through a whole commercial break. Yes. And then that move off onto the ladder didn't do shit to him. Doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make sense. But either way, Scorpio Sky won that match, so he is the new TNT uh, TNT champion again. again. Yeah. It's been going back and forth between the few the two of them for a few weeks now. Um, some other big news on Rampage: We had Samoa Joe versus Trent Beretta for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, and. Samoa Joe retains by choking him out, just like he said he was going to. I just, I love me some Samoa Joe. Yeah, awesome Samoa Joe match. You had Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida. Deeb wins. Shida taps. It just a violent match. These women beat the shit out of each other in a yeah, Philly street was, fight. Yeah, that was on Dynamite. That was violent. Go on Serena Deeb's Instagram. You'll see just a <laughs> shiner on that girl. She got hit hard with one of those well, kendo sticks. When that kendo stick hit her face, too, and she, yeah. like, you could tell she rolled out of the ring, and we were both kind of like... 
What it, that it, wasn't supposed to happen that way because Sheeta was just like lost her eye. like quote unquote blinded and she was just swinging blind yeah. and and almost blinded Serena like broke her her eye or something like her orbital bone. Yeah, the Blackpool Combat Club continues just to kick ass. Uh, that's not any news. Yeah, uh, and th- yeah, I mean that was basically you had um, the baddies. <laughs> Or I love that honestly. Yeah, it's, it's honestly so funny. funny. Jake, Jade Kill- Cargo and her baddies is fun. Keith Lee beats Colton Gunn, and then the fun um, Danhausen Hook segment ends up starting, I guess, a feud between Tony Nese and Hook. Yeah, it was very interesting because like we've had this back and forth between Danhausen and Hook for a minute. We finally heard Hook talk, which I don't think we actually talked about on the on here yet. We finally heard Hook talk. Now he is saying, hey, I'm I'm coming after you, whatever, to Danhausen. And then Danhausen's like, eh, maybe not this week. <laughs> like, maybe we do it a different time. And then Tony Nese is here. So now we have that going on. I'm, I'm very excited to see where it's going to go. It's going to go the way all Tony Nese things goes. No, I mean in Hook general. Hook is going to not beat just this match. <laughs> Tony Nese. And yeah. then I guess, like, Danhausen will be friends with Hook. Maybe. I, I don't mean this match. I'll I just what, mean though. everything leading up to double, double or nothing. I'm excited to see how we get there. How much did Hook's voice sound exactly like you thought Hook's voice would sound like? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> was it not so like, 100%. oh, yeah, that makes and perfect like, sense. As soon as he started talking, like when he was like, you have my attention now, I was like, no, sir, you have my yeah, attention. You have, you have my attention. full attention now. I love you. Um, I don't know. I'm very excited for Double or Nothing. I I like AEW pay-per-views. I, I love the way that they line them up and they set everything up and lead up to them. So I'm excited to see what the next few weeks are going to be like. Because like I said, we have Double or Nothing on Sunday. May 29th, but on this Sunday, May 8th, we have Backlash. And, Wrestle, uh, I'm sorry, WrestleMania I'm Backlash. I'm sorry, WrestleMania Backlash on the WWE end. And we have a lot of decent feuds lined up for this match or for this pay-per-view. And I say decent because there's one that I still just do not give a fuck about, but we'll get into that no, let's Let's start with it. Ugh. Let's start with Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I just because, can't. so... Rhonda is still doing like her just smiley baby face thing, coming out smiling, happy to be there. They do a beat the clock, an I quit beat the clock challenge on right. SmackDown. And this is because since Mania, Rhonda's like, technically I won. Like, I tapped Charlotte out. No, sweetheart. But the ref didn't see it. And, you know, my mom taught me to win twice or whatever the hell she said. And then she wants an I quit match. So at WrestleMania Backlash, they will have an I quit match. But leading up to this, they're having an I quit beat the clock challenge. And poor Shotzi and Aaliyah got somehow roped into this. Poor Shotzi. Like Rhonda versus Shotzi. We have Charlotte versus Aaliyah in this I quit beat beat the clock challenge. And by the way, this was for no reason. No reason. Like a lot of beat the clock challenges are for some specific reason. No. This was just, hey, how quick can Rhonda make somebody quit? How quick can Charlotte make somebody quit? Which, had you done this with, like, local talent, would have been fine. Yeah. You did this with women on your main roster. Yeah, why did we do this? Like, why not use NXT people or, like, the NXT level up people? Like, yeah. why not use performance center people? I just don't get why... Like, Shotzi loses in, what, a minute 30? A minute 41 seconds. minute 41 seconds, Shotzi quits yes. a match with Ronda Rousey. What does that do for anyone? 
Does that make Ronda look better? It definitely doesn't make Shachi look good. No. So now Charlotte has to beat Aaliyah in less than a minute and 41 seconds. But Charlotte is Charlotte and wastes all this time. Oh, my like, God. Look it made me. her look can, so stupid. It made her look so dumb. And she's just like, I know I can do this. It's fine. Watch that clock. Watch that clock. And Aaliyah just keeps, like, kicking her away. So it wasn't working out Props that way. Props to Aaliyah. Didn't uh, yeah. quit. Did not quit. She does eventually tap. But at that point, it's after the minute 41. So technically, Ronda wins this whole challenge and i just i don't care i don't yeah, care i'm just... mad that charlotte that shotzi and Aaliyah were even roped into it we have to we're see charlotte get... versus ronda again this week no we're gonna we're gonna get i think on this smackdown we're gonna have charlotte versus Aaliyah. i think there's gonna be like charlotte salty that Aaliyah didn't like yes quick quick enough and like fine give Aaliyah some time i i like Aaliyah. i think she can be fine shotzi you're just she's dead in the water at yeah. this point uh, and then Charlotte also has this mini feud with Drew Gulak that Everybody, I like, really like. I forgot Drew Gulak was even here. Like, but the most like, interesting Charlotte feud right now is with Drew Gulak. I feel like at least one time, one of the popular women have a feud with an announcer or somebody. Because right now, Drew Gulak is, like, Adam Pierce's assistant. Like, he's, no, he's, he's his, his, his trainee. Yeah, yeah like, Adam Pierce is his mentor. They've said this plenty of times. He brought out the contract signing for Charlotte and Ronda. Charlotte and Ronda have both put him into their submissions Very while rude. signing the contracts. Yeah. Like, they're they're attacking this poor man. But this is not the first time because Adam, or not Adam, Bailey has beef with Michael Cole, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they, they always, one of the big women always have some sort of beef with one of the men. But this is honestly funny. Like, I want to see this. Let's have Charlotte, Charlotte versus Drew, Drew Goo for the yeah. women's championship. At, Let's do it. Like, at WrestleMania Backlash. We don't need Ronda. Get her out of here. Let's break barriers. Drew Gulak for the... To be the first male women's champion. <laughs> Let's Listen, do we it. already had men winning the first uh, women's. Yeah, the first women's ladder match or first women's Money in the Bank. Yeah, was I was saying, what James was that? Was, yeah, the Money in the Bank. Uh, but yeah, Charlotte and Ronda. It's going to be an I Quit match at WrestleMania Backlash. Honestly, I don't know who wins. I feel like it's probably Ronda because Ronda. Ronda's not going to say I quit. No, let's just I... let's put that out there right now. Or. My biggest fear is this just a complete bullshit finish where neither oh, where woman says I quit. Of them quit. That's oh, what I'm thinking. No. And then we run it back one more time no. at the next pay-per-view. That is my personal oh, nightmare. No. I don't I want didn't that to even happen. Think about that. I did not even think about that. That's actually a nightmare. But I do think if we had to pick, it would be Rhonda for me. I don't know. Of course, yeah. yeah. Okay. So then we also have AJ Styles versus Edge. And this new character that Edge has is I take back all the negative shit I said about it. <clears throat> it's fine. His, His theme song bangs. They figured out the lighting, so everything else is awesome. Yeah, it's not as blue. Yeah, he definitely looks like the final boss in a video game. Um, he's teamed up with Damien Priest now. They're called Judgment Day. It's cool. It's very... It's House of Black. Intriguing, yes. Yeah. It's, it's basically the Wish version of House of Black. This past week, we did have Finn Valor versus Damien Priest, and... Like, Poor Finn. Edge was watching from the top of the ramp, like, in a throne. Because he's in this, like, cool throne now on in his backstage promo. Of so, course, like, yeah. he was just up there watching. And then when Damian Priest wins, he goes and, like, bends the knee. And I don't know. I I, I, I really like it. I, I'm here for it. I, we all love Edge. I feel like I don't even know what's been happening with AJ Styles. Well, it's just As been, anything? like, yeah, I mean, we're just, we're building towards this match. And mm -hmm. I feel like this needs to be AJ getting a win. Uh, in this match because I just I think we can do it one more time 
Yeah. I feel like this this feud has more in it. Um, I don't know what you're doing with Finn. I don't exactly get it. I feel like it. I've been questioning that for months. Yeah, I just feel like somebody somebody doesn't like Finn. Yeah. I feel like that's just what where we're at right now. Because, I mean, he lost the, the United States Championship to Austin Theory, who is kind of not doing anything with it. Um, Finn Balor is just losing to Damian Priest here after beating Damian Priest uh, just a few weeks ago. Like, Damian Priest gets his revenge. But, yeah, I, I think this is good. I think this will be good in the long run for Damian Priest. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think he might be able to, because eventually you can turn on Edge. And if you can have a feud with Edge, Edge can make you a star. That's exactly where my brain is going. Like, them being together right now is awesome, but they're not going to be together forever. And I feel like you can't have a faction of two. There no, needs we're bringing to be... Rhea Ripley into this. So that's what I was going to get into, because Leah, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan were tagging for a bit. Right. But they have since attacked one another and yes. have broken up. Mm-hmm. I feel like we probably get a match at WrestleMania Backlash between the two, and then we're done with that, hopefully. But I feel like Rhea would be perfect for this She would be, and she day. uses Edge's moves. She is like who, like she, Edge, she looks up to Edge. Why not join the faction that he has built? I think, here's the thing, ready? What if we completely swerve it all? What if Liv joins Judgment Day? I would also love that because it gives Liv more time and I love me some Liv. Rhea does not need Judgment Day. No, she doesn't Rhea, need anything. Rhea looks like a star by herself. She is she a star by herself. She presents herself as a star by herself and she can be a star by herself. Liv Morgan, unfortunately, has proven that she really isn't. Yeah, I wonder if maybe that's why they were like tweaking Liv to kind of look a little bit more like Rhea. Like, and I then like, maybe they'll put... I don't know. I mean, that is a possibility. I think we're all expecting <clears throat> Rhea. Yeah. But I feel like it would be better for Liv if it was her. And the WWE hates doing what the crowd wants anyway, so you might like, as well. If you go based off the reason why Edge recruited Damian Priest. Damian Priest was like, he was trying to make the crowd happy too much. And like, he wasn't focusing on himself. Like, Rhea doesn't really try to make the crowd happy. Liv does. Yeah. Liv's the perfect person if Edge is looking at this. Like, obviously, Rhea is the more, like, physical threat. Yes. But, like, Liv is more, like, I feel like there's just, there's some there's some kind of untapped potential in Liv Morgan that she well, may never actually tap into. I feel like. Yes, exactly. Rhea is already who Rhea is. Yeah. Damien Priest needed something to, like, bring the rest out of I never thought him. about Liv being part of this. I think, I like That's that. That's what I would do. Yeah. I, I feel like it would swerve a lot of people and it would give Liv something to do. Yeah, I Other think than just lose cool. every single week. I like when they do throw twists in there like that. Like, I did not expect a few weeks ago for when Omos attacked Bobby Lashley, I did not expect MVP to be the reason Omos attacked Bobby Lashley. And here we are weeks later, MVP is still with Omos. Bobby Lashley and him are going to have a match at WrestleMania Backlash. And it's been kind of fun. And I I say that like that because we had like a... An arm wrestling match. An arm wrestling challenge. But like after Bobby Lashley won the arm... the arm wrestling challenge, Omos attacked him, and I do like the fact that MVP is with Omos because we've said this before. Like yes. he needed, he needed, he needed a mouthpiece, a mouthpiece. For sure. and who better than MVP? Well, I'll tell you who better. Yeah, well, Malcolm which, Bivens would have been well, better. But Malcolm Bivens isn't here anymore. Malcolm Bivens. There is a rumor that um, I don't know if it was confirmed by Bivens yet, and but that he was approached with the idea of managing Omos. Yes, which would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. I would have loved that. MVP does serve as a perfect kind of coach to Omas. Yes. He's literally telling Omas what to do like yes. in the ring, which is very good. I don't think there is – like 
I don't know who wins this because I feel like yeah, it no should, idea. I feel like it should be Bobby. I just I agree with that. Like I was big on Omos like six months ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it anymore. Yeah, and I think now they're. Th- this is another thing that WWE does, where like they wait until the the crowd isn't fully behind the person anymore to give them a push. So like I yeah, could see yeah. Omos winning because of some like because of that theme. But if you're breaking up MVP and Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley needs to win. That or like my thing is if you're breaking up Bobby Lashley and MVP to put MVP with Omos, hopefully there's a plan for Omos. Yes, that would entail him winning against Bobby Lashley. Yeah. But I also don't want to see Bobby Lashley lose. Yeah, I feel like Bobby Lashley would win because then it would just be like, see, I don't need you. And then we also had, talking about people who don't need people, Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. Because over the last few weeks, Madcap has just been telling Corbin that, like, he doesn't need them. They don't need to be teamed anymore. Even after their little few that they already had, Corbin was like, all right, we should be friends again. And Happy Corbin, Madcap just, like, laughed in Corbin's face and was like, no, we're not doing this. So on Happy Talk this past week, Corbin, or on last week, he stole the Andre the Giant trophy. So on Happy Talk this week, he was talking about how he's going to smash the trophy that he stole from Madcap. And then all of a sudden, Madcap is here. He attacks Corbin. So we have this little feud going on. This is another one that I really, I don't really care about. I do think Madcap's going to win this. Yeah, I think Madcap has something. I think he's getting a little bit of a push here. Yeah, the crowd's getting behind him. Yes. Which I never thought I would say. No, and I'm one of them. Over like the last couple months, like Madcap has like shown that he could be like he could be a guy. Mm -hmm. He's got an awesome like look. He's very confident on the microphone. He's got a ton of charisma, and like we are. Hopefully, we're getting like away from like these jokes. I really hate the name Madcap Moss. To be honest, yeah. Like maybe we can change his name at some point too. And then um, the next, we have a few matches in WrestleMania Backlash that all three of these next big matches were all touched on during the Raw Raw this past week on the 20-year celebration of the love of my life, Randy Orton. We had an eight-man tag team match. It was awesome. Uh, Everything leading up to it. The Randy Orton 20-year celebration, like... Just to start, the WWE always has amazing video packages. Of course. And the fact that this man has been loyal to them for 20 years, they had the coolest video package for him from 20 years ago. And when Randy starts talking about his career and all the ups and downs and the twists and turns, and he right now is having the most fun that he has ever had because he loves Riddle. Beautiful. And I'm like, I'm kind of concerned about RK bro. Very concerned. Little, little concerned about them now. we've known about 20 years of Randy yes. Orton. Yes. Is that Randy Orton is a psychopath? Yeah. And Randy Orton Loves will him. kill you and he'll smile about it. And I feel like, I don't think he's going to turn anytime soon. No, but it, it's getting to a point where, like, he, he keeps saying how Riddle's his best friend. He yes. keeps saying how he loves him. And it's like, Ay, okay, something bad's going to happen. But then when Riddle like, starts I feel like, talking. But Randy is at a level right now that he could be the world champion. Yeah. He's having, like, he is having so much fun, and you can tell. It's coming through the screen. He is super passionate. His promos are wild. Like, he is, like, screaming. The necks are bulging out of his head. I I, love him. He, like, you could do a whole turn with Randy Orton of just being like, I've gotten too soft. Yes. I love Riddle, and, like, I don't fuck with that. Yeah. I I don't do that. I hurt the people I love, murder Matt Riddle, and then... 
like Randy Orton could be at the top of the main event scene right now. Mm-hmm. One, just because he has the name cachet to do it whenever he wants. Yes. But also because he looks amazing. And he is just, he's putting on such smooth performances. He's His mic so work good. has been awesome. Like, I'm really into to Randy Orton right now. I love it so much. He is much. firing on all cylinders. And, like, we had Cody Rhodes come out. Yes, which was also, <laughs> I love this because when Riddle was like, someone wants to come out, he looks up to you and he loves you. And, like, we are assuming that it's going to be Cody Rhodes. But it was just making me think of that interview after Cody Rhodes came back where he was yeah. like, I just don't believe that Randy Orton is this family man now. Like, I'm just going to make him just, like, fuck shit up and pull sinks out of the wall. And, like, I'm laughing about that. But Seth Rollins is not happy that Cody Rhodes is out here trying to steal Randy's spotlight. So Co- so Seth gets up and starts saying something. Then Ezekiel, who I don't think we've talked about yet. We have. We have very briefly touched on it because we talked about how much we loved it when <laughs> yes. it started. Ezekiel is yes. not Elias. Yes, he, he is, is Elias' younger, younger brother. brother. He has passed since in the last few weeks since we've last recorded. Ezekiel has passed yes. a lie detector test administered by Chad Gable, who had a 4.0 GPO. So obviously, obviously he knows how to do right. these tests. And he is, he's Ezekiel. I love this. And Kevin Owens is still on just a rampage, refusing to believe it. It's all so good because when Ezekiel's like, he interrupts and he's like, I'm Elias's younger brother. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Me and my brother watched you, Randy, blah, blah, blah. And like... Cody Rhodes is just looking at him like, I don't even know who the fuck Elias is, let alone who Exa- you yeah, are. That was the funniest thing to me. Seth Rollins, this was hilarious. Seth Rollins is just like touching Ezekiel, like touching his hair. And he's just like giving him this face like, who are you? Like, what is happening right here? And then Kevin comes out like, Randy, don't let this guy lie to you. You've done like, don't let him lie to you tonight. And he's having like a full blown mental breakdown, Kevin Owens. And, and it's crazy. And he's going to end up in like an asylum. Yes. Because like and he will not he is not okay with no. Ezekiel. No, he's not. And and it's funny because you know if you follow wrestling at all, you know the Sammy's name, Kevin Owens, just history. Yes. And then you see it on Twitter where where like Kevin Owens is posting about how Ezekiel is Elias and people need to stop and and he's the same one and and Elias is this is Elias and he's lying to everybody and Sami Zayn's just like this is a conspiracy. They will get you cuz like Sami Zayn's a conspiracy. Conspiracy? Conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fantastic. So it then is, it is one of my favorite things that's happening on wrestling. Yes. In wrestling in any promotion is just how ridiculous. This is pro wrestling. No, this, this is, is sports, sports entertainment. This is sports entertainment. This Sorry, is pro Chris wrestling. Jericho. I love this whole it's great. Ezekiel thing, especially because Kevin Owens is like the crazy guy that mm-hmm. nobody believes him. Right. We all know watching that like Kevin Owens is right, but it's fun to watch him completely right. break mentally. Amazing. And then we also had the Usos come out, which we're sitting here like, come on, bro. This is this is Raw, not SmackDown. But it's fine because we know that eventually RKO and the Usos are going to go against each other for an all or nothing or winner takes all tag team match. This segment was absolutely insane. Adam Pierce comes out and he sets up this eight-man tag team match. So we have RK Bro, Ezekiel, and Cody Rhodes versus the Usos, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. And this, it was all awesome because you started amazing. off the show with this, which was very fun. Yes. You ended the show with that yes. main event, which was very fun. It, and just everything about this was awesome. I, I can't wait for the Ezekiel-Kevin Owens match just to see, like... Yes, and we don't even have that set up yet. And, like, we know it. it's obviously... That one's definitely happening. Yes. We know Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins is going to be happening That's again. That's going to be happening at Backlash. But what is not happening yet mm-hmm. is this RK-Bro and Uso thing. Because on SmackDown... 
we were supposed to have a contract signing between RK-Bro and the Usos. Mm -hmm. Because for weeks, they've been going back and forth. Roman Reigns came out after WrestleMania and said he wants the Usos to have two belts, too. Yeah. Not just me. So he wants them to go to Raw and win the Raw Tag Team Championship. And the Usos have been doing double time because they've been on both shows since that day. And then we have this contract signing, which ends, obviously, in... Yeah, it's a WWE Ruckus. contract signing, yeah, so it, it doesn't end at all. Everybody hits everybody. And then Roman Reigns comes out and tears the contract apart, mm-hmm. which makes no sense because this is exactly what you asked for. Yeah, but Roman doesn't know what Roman wants. But it turns into what we're actually going to do is we're going to do Roman Reigns and the Usos, the bloodline, versus RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre. Right, because for some reason Drew came out... When Roman did that, so it was... We're going to do a one-week Drew McIntyre-Roman Reigns feud, which I guess leads into the next pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what we're setting up for. I, it's I kind of a know. fun way to start it. I don't I don't know how I feel about it yet. Did, like, I don't know if they even said this was... I think that, like, Paul Heyman said he wants this six-man tag team match. And it's three on three. Yeah. And then Adam Pierce was like, well, this was supposed to be for the title, so, like, are we putting Roman's title on the line and... Paul was like, nah, but now, like, we don't know what titles are on the line and what titles aren't on the line. So we will figure that out I mean, I could fuck week. with an all or nothing. I That's could, what I want. I, I think that would be cool. That'd be a cool way to get the titles onto the Usos without having RK-Bro necessarily, like, lose them in a, like, 2 on 2 Because uh, you could just have Roman pin, like, riddle. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the Usos are your tag champions. But... This it's setting up. We're finally getting Drew and Roman because Drew just finished out a few week long feud with Sami Zayn. It ended in a steel cage match. Sami yes. Zayn kept running every week, and they Drew McIntyre SmackDown with that steel cage match, yes. and I liked that. And yeah, Drew McIntyre wins, and like the, exactly, they started off with that, the end of that feud, and they ended SmackDown with the start of a new one. Yeah, with Roman and Drew, and I, I think this is this is the time because you, you can't just keep having Drew McIntyre just kind of wade around the waters here. Yeah. Like, he's just been kind of just floating around doing whatever. He had that terrible Happy Corbin feud. Ugh. He did this, this like, fun mini feud with Sami Zayn. Yeah, this was a good space holder. Yes. This was, like, this was the Adam Page, yes. Lance Archer thing. This this got us to where we need to be. He is now going to be going against Roman. I love that. Um, we also had some notable returns on Raw this week. Becky Lynch comes out looking like a straight-up space person. I fucked so hard with this outfit. I don't know why. Um, she's talking about, she's like crying about how this is the first time in three years that she's come out without the title. And, you know, no one can, no one is going to have a comeback like her. No one will be able to beat her. No one is ready for her except for out comes Asuka. Yeah, Asuka's back and just couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. Because like, as stacked as this Raw Women's Division is, and it is stacked, we've missed Asuka. So much. Asuka has so much charisma. She's so much fun. She comes out, she's dancing, she flicks Becky Lynch oh, in the nose so, so disrespectful. Good. And like, I, I just... Uh, yeah, I'm just happy to have yes. Asuka back. Becky Lynch looks like she saw a ghost when this yes. happened. and this was the perfect person to bring Oscar back yes. for because this is the person yes. that Becky Lynch this gave her wanted. championship to before she left. Yes. Oscar lo- ended up losing that title eventually. Mm-hmm. But 
this is the perfect time. Like, neither one of these women needs to be in the title picture. Right. They, they are have names their by themselves. Without the title, leading to the title Which again, Which is good, because Bianca needs know. to get yes. the hell away from Becky. Yes. By all means. Um, I did love this. So, like, when Asuka flicked Becky in the nose, and Becky went to hit Asuka, but then missed. And then, like, she just dipped out of there. She was so embarrassed. It was... It was a great return for Asuka. I'm so happy to have her back. Uh, we also had, on The Miz TV, we had Austin Theory as a special guest. And they get interrupted by uh, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Mus- Mustafa Ali comes out. He's been gone for a while. He asked for, his release, asked for his release. Publicly asked yes. for his release. Uh, but he's back, and he is just, you know, he's here to, I guess, fuck with The Miz. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And he does. He ends up beating The Miz in a match later on, only to be attacked by Champa, yes. who has dropped Tommaso from his name, apparently. It's fine. Uh, but you know what? If I'm uh, Mustafa Ali, I'm not getting what I want. I'm not getting released. Right. I'll take a feud with Champa. Yeah. Champa's great. Why yeah. not have a feud with him? Why not? Like, the, like, ma- the matches will be fun. They can yes. both. Like, And I do feel like... Ali gets a little bit of what he wanted, where he is clearly the face. Mm-hmm. And one of his big things was he he doesn't like how people that look like him are always the heels. Right. And, like, it's a really cool message to send. Like, you can be the good guy. Yes. And I feel like in this feud, he will be. I agree with that. So it would be really cool if he can prove himself as a babyface and maybe get into, like, that main event picture that he was rumored for years ago mm-hmm. before Kofi uh, Kingston took it. But yeah, um, Mustafa Ali and Champa look like they're going to have some kind of feud. Austin Theory just continues to just be handsome and, and like Vince's just cocky. Man. He's Vince's guy. Like he literally during Miz TV when this got turned into the Miz versus Ali was because Theory was like, "Oh, I just text, text Vince and asked if we could have this match, and it, now it's happening." Which here's the thing. Here's what's very funny to me because we've had this Adam Pierce and Sony Deville nonsense going. Yes. On where Sonya Deville um, announced herself to face Bianca Belair. She's going to yes. be the new Bianca Belair challenger. And that's obviously garbage because conflict of interest. You have a manager putting herself or a GM putting herself into that spot. She's not a GM, but, like, for all intents and purposes, she yeah, is. Yeah, but they are training Drew Gulak now. So, like, maybe, <laughs> yeah, sure. maybe Sonya is coming off of that, like, authority end and becoming more... Going back well, into she should. wrestling. She shouldn't she be should. back into active competition. But here's here's what's crazy is that, like, we know Vince is there. Right. And Austin Theory's texting Vince to make matches. Exactly. And, like, we know Vince is backstage. Why doesn't he fucking squash this shit? It doesn't make <laughs> like, any sense. All of this was very interesting, this, too. This is, the, again, another example of John Cena signing a contract that didn't have his name on it. Yes. Because it's just, it's we fun had, sports entertainment. We had Bianca Belair versus Anu Deville for this women's championship. We're cracking up because for some reason Kane's back here giving Bianca a pep talk backstage before she goes out. And we're like, what the fuck is Kane doing here? Then, you know, JK, they're in Tennessee. So, like, that's why. But Bianca throws Sonia over the announce table and then Sonia gets counted out. But then Sonia grabs the mic and was like, no, 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 we're restarting this match. No count at- outs. They restart the match. Chicanery. The, so, like, corruption. W- what? And then, like, everybody's like oh my god i can't believe that she's doing this of course she's doing this she did the same shit when she had that feud with naomi so Disgrace. come on <laughs> <laughs> you know for real we're just going to sing lion King to soundtrack and we'll keep on keeping on um speaking of which they 
the Miz calling Mustafa Mufasa, Mustafa's brother, was just like honestly very funny, hilarious. Uh, but anyway, Sonia hits Bianca with a chair. They ring the bell again. Sonia grabs the mic again. No, no, no. I'm just evening the odds. This is a no count out, no disqualifications. They restart the match again. Then she calls out Carmella and Zelina, and basically this gets turned into a handicap match. But Bianca still wins. She pins Sonia clean. She got rid of Carmella and Zelina. Backstage, Sonia is pissed off at Carmella and Zelina, tells them that it's their fault that she lost and that they are no longer going to have the title shot that she promised them. Then she slaps Zelina. When Carmella goes to hit her, she's like, no, 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 I'm still your boss. I'm still an official. You can't touch me. Then slaps Carmella to the ground. So which are you? Are you her boss slash official or are you a competitor? It, it, it needs to be, we need to just be done with this. Yes. I think cause it was fun to have Sonya as like the, as a uh, backstage person. But like, I feel like Adam Pierce has taken the mantle of he is the authority figure. Yes. Right now. Sony doesn't need to be. No. So Adam Pierce needs to just put a squash to this. I think he did say that like he was going to like uh, talk to like the board of directors or some, you yeah. know, some, you know, <laughs> some, some garbage. But yeah, I think we just need to be done with Sony Deville in that capacity. She needs to just be an active competitor. Right. I agree with that. I'm ready for that. Um, really, a, a bunch of random stuff happened that we don't really need to touch base on, except for the fact that Butch is still missing. Um, so if anybody sees him, let Raquel, the WWE know. Raquel keeps smiling. Gunther keeps beating the piss out of people. Yes. Which I'm down for. Honestly, so does Veer. I love Gunther's presentation right now. Yeah. Uh, Veer, you know what? I'm trying. He's he's just beating I, people up. Love I it. I want it to work. I'm down for it. Shanky and Jinder are having issues, so I don't know what's happening with that. The New Day, Xavier keeps backwoodsing people just left and right. And yeah, and Sheamus and Ridge cannot keep track of Butch. Yeah, so we'll see where all of that goes. We are very excited for Backlash. We will have an episode for Backlash next week. So make sure to follow us everywhere at HeBook, SheBook, and rate, review, leave comments, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.